0: see you there would you guys like to set sail on this ocean of flavor with me i'll be your captain i'm steve
1: Harrington, and i'm colin
0: and i'm whitney and this is scoops Ahoy, a stranger things podcast where we go week by week chapter by chapter and look at every single episode of stranger things we started in season one and we have made it all the way to the first episode of season three titled chapter one Susie, Do You Copy? And Colin is here with your recap.
1: The first chapter of Stranger Things 3, titled "Susie, Do You Copy, debuted on Netflix on July 4th, 2019. It was written and directed by the Duffer Brothers and has a runtime of 50 minutes and 46 seconds. We begin with a backtrack to Thursday, June 28th, 1984, four months before the events of Stranger Things 2. As soviet scientists are trying to open a gate of their own it goes poorly vaporizing everyone on the floor the general gives one of the scientists a year to solve the problem so we arrive exactly that one year later on friday june 28, 1985 and we find L and mike making out in hopper's cabin before the chief reminds them of his door open three inches mandate mike heads out to the brand new star court mall where he meets up with lucas max and will They use their well-coiffed connection at Scoops Ahoy to sneak into the movie theater and check out Day of the Dead. Just then, a power surge happens, and we join every rat in Hawkins at the local abandoned steel mill, where something's a-brewin'. The power comes back on, the movie resumes, and Will gets goosebumps. The next day, Saturday, June 29th, 1985, Nancy and Jonathan wake up late for work and rush off. As they do, Dustin is arriving back in town after a month away at summer camp. Apparently, no one cares, but then we see the party is hiding in his house to prank him, which ends poorly for Lucas. Over at the Hawkins community pool, Billy is turning heads as the lifeguard while in the abandoned downtown, thanks Starcourt Mall. Hopper is talking to Joyce about his issues dealing with Mike and Elle. Nancy and Jonathan finally get to work at the Hawkins Post, where we discover Nancy is, in fact, only a coffee delivery machine. Meanwhile, Dustin tells the party about his Utah girlfriend, Susie, and they head out to set up his homemade radio tower to try to talk to her. Back at Scoops Ahoy, Steve is failing with the ladies miserably, and Robin has a ball reminding him about it. Speaking of miserable, all those rats in the steel mill start exploding, so that's fun. And speaking of rats, Billy puts the moves on Karen and invites her to a late night rendezvous at a local motel. While Joyce sits home alone and remembers happier times with Bob, all the magnets on her fridge fall down. Nancy gets a call about a rat problem, and Hopper makes up a story about Nana to get Mike alone so he can lay down some ground rules. On top of Lonely Hill, Dustin never gets through to Susie but does overhear a Russian message. And then we see the Soviets' new and improved gate-opener ray gun. Meanwhile, Karen has second thoughts and decides not to meet Billy, which is a good thing since Billy gets attacked by the Mind flare while on his way to the motel and is sucked inside the old Brimborn steelworks. The end of chapter one. Well, bad for the rats. Yeah, that was nasty.
0: They don't need to go out like that, though. Poor yeah, little was, things. Yeah, it
1: was nasty. So it's been, in real-life people terms, a year and eight months no. <laughs> since, since season two ended. But it's only been a yeah, eight months since. Stranger Things time, but the Duff Brothers are not consistent in their release dates. No, they don't really seem to be in a hurry either.
0: (laughs) No, and it 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 I I don't want to I don't want to feel like I'm rushing them, but I'm sorry. But a three-year wait, like I understand the COVID pandemic, but a three-year wait between seasons three and four, and only 185 days have passed. Yeah. (laughs) In season by the time when season three ends, season four starts. Too much.
1: Yeah, no, I agree, and I do want to rush them. So, <laughs> even if you don't want to, I do.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just I
1: come can't. on, Matt and Ross. Let's I mean, what are together. what are they doing? <laughs> <laughs> come on, what are they doing? They have so many like special effects people now, and oh, good lord, I was I was twelve when season three came out. Now I'm like a grandfather for heaven's sakes.
0: I saw something today that was like, can't wait for a season four, and someone had but that like old person filter
1: on all the faces of the kids. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, Lucas already looks like he's 30 for heaven's sakes.
0: Well, I mean, Steve almost is 30.
1: Yeah. He's 29
0: playing a 19 year old, which he actually looks very young.
1: I think. Yeah. So we open up in somewhere in the Soviet union, (laughs) a snowy day in June And so it's kind of a parallel to opening season two with Kali and Pittsburgh and stuff. So, I mean, you're, again, you're kind of like, is this stranger things, you know? So, you know, they're not, they're not starting right in Hawkins. So we got two straight seasons now of opening somewhere other than Hawkins. We were in Pittsburgh and now we're somewhere in the Soviet union. So I thought that was kind of nice to, you know, get a, get another, get another storyline going. And I love the, um the, all the, the tentacles creeping out and then it was the thing was it- spinning around and.
0: Did you notice that the cinematography seemed very different in that scene too? I
1: don't yeah, know what vis- it was. The vis- yeah, the visual effects were—you know—I mean, <laughs> I mean, you go back and watch the first episode of season one, and you're like. You know it's just it's just so kind of low budget and you know that kind of stuff and now we have like lightning and well you know, and it was like the slow motion stuff and yeah you
0: know where the guy gets ex-
1: yeah the lightning strikes kind of going out and frying all the guys mm-hmm. and everything. So yeah.
0: And this is this is the season that Evie and her friend Madison we woke up we set our alarms for three AM and got yeah. up.
1: I, I remember watch. you doing that, yeah.
0: Yep. and i i mean it was a lot to take in at 3 a.m when you're like half asleep still and yeah. you know it was like we're definitely not in Hawkins anymore <laughs> what's happening
1: yeah i, th- I think i i kind of milked it over like a day and a half two days or something like that i did not sit down and it was fairly all at once but i did have to take breaks for you know meals and child care and, and things like that so no i was done by like 3 pm because i did
0: actually have to go i like tapped out at like episode four or five and said, I've
1: got to, I got to go back to sleep for a little bit. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So then we fast forward the year and we're back in Hawkins and, and Ellen and Mike are are going at it to the joyous strains of Corey Hart.
0: I hate how they make out. I'm just going to be up front. Oh, I do too. I hate it. It's like two. I don't even know. I'm, I'm doing hand motions. So the listeners can't see this,
1: but it's like, they, like, dive toward each other.
0: Yeah. Out, they're, like, both, like...
1: It's kind of like, like magnets, and they just sit there. It's just like... Boom.
0: Well, they keep, like... But it's almost like two, like, chickens pecking at each other. Just... <laughs> I mean, it's just over and over. And, like, it, it's like Mike is eating her face.
1: Well, they are, like, what, 13 yeah, they obviously don't know Something how to like kiss. That. I know, yeah. but
0: it yeah. just I was like, oh, my gosh. I've watched these kids since they were so tiny. I don't want to see
1: his tongue in her mouth. So, how obsessed are you I mean, in that opening shot when they're painting across the the little boom box and they' and and their the cassette tapes are there and the books are there, how much did you actually stop and see what the books were and the Oh, no, Colin, you
0: know. I feel like you're the
1: only person on the planet that does that
0: well, I just
1: I've seen this so many times you know, I just did like and... excellent eighties props and I keep going. <laughs> so she had three books in a stack. Um, what were they? uh a sweet valley high book read them a choose your own adventure book read them love choose your own adventure that should have been my Colin moment but yeah uh and then the third book is a textbook called using good English which I thought was kind of funny
0: (laughs) bless her heart uh yeah loved sweet valley high I can tell you what I was very into at that age well not that age but in the 80s they were probably written around that time do you remember Lurleen McDaniel the author no she wrote like like sad porn, like just like people that <laughs> wanted to cry. It was always like, a oh, like,
1: okay, not like sad porn, but like,
0: no, 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 like, like food people porn that just and, like, I
1: get you, yeah, okay, I want to
0: cry or whatever. Okay. So, there, so it was always <laughs> wrote like sad porn. <laughs> no, <laughs> what was Brenda letting me read? No, <laughs> that's funny. No, they were it, it. The girl always had leukemia. I remember one this girl had her friend over and she was giving her a massage. And then they were like, what's this weird lump? But it ended up being, she had some sort of bone marrow cancer. <laughs> like, oh my Lord.
1: That is <laughs> sad porn. <them>. <laughs> yeah. Loved on like, <laughs> No, I never even heard of her. But I did think it was kind of neat. She has the the using a good English. And then actually the next day when they're back in the room again, the using good English book is now kind of, it's moved. So she's actually reading it. And it's well, moving Clearly. Along. Because she uses the word adapted in this recent season four
0: trailer, yeah, I'm like yeah, she's yeah. moving right along, going from pudding
1: to adapted. Yeah, she's a real girl. <laughs> so then, out in the out in the den, Hopper is watching Magnum PI, and we get the three inch door, which I thought was a, a kind of a neat callback. I remember back in season one when Mike wanted to hide her in the closet, and she said no, keep the door open. So it was kind mm-hmm. of a neat little neat little callback to that Magnum PI by the way did not air on friday nights but you know that's okay you know maybe he recorded it on his vcr could be it was also summer so it could have been reruns don't know
0: true there is not there is not a show that is more fitting for chief jim hopper than magnum pi
1: how about the fact that Elle now has her own walkie-talkie so she's you know really part of the party now and
0: do walkie-talkies reach that far Am I just nope. used to kid walk? Well,
1: uh, uh, no, I mean, yes. Kids walkie talkies. I could barely, you Yeah, know, you, could you could barely, be, uh, I could f- like 50 feet room. away from each other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, stay on within sight distance on a street, they wouldn't mm-hmm. really work very well, but they are kind of a bigger, I don't and know they're if they're very hefty. military grade, but you know, certainly a little bit bigger, but maybe Joyce worked that out in her deal instead
0: of getting money for everything. Yeah. It's like, just get us some military grade walkie talkies for the kids.
1: So then, so then let's go to the mall, everybody. Oh man. I love them all so much. It was Kids like, it, these days. It was like the same thing with like the arcade in season two. I'm like, Ooh, arcade. And now it's like, yeah. Ooh, mall. It was like, we didn't Whoa. have all of those stores though. I remember when I was, we didn't have an orange Julius
0: here. We only had Dairy Queen. They're owned by the same company. I we think, had orange Julius. But-
1: we had corn. We had a um, hot dog and a stick. We had, we didn't have um, that. We had Mother's Record and Tapes and Music Land and Sam Goody, which we had were Sam like, Goody. And then Walden Books and B. Dalton. I'm just like the stores that I went into. Yeah.
0: We went to Walden Books. We didn't have a B. Dalton's.
1: But how cool was that mall, though? I mean, it was just, I mean. Oh, they the, really, and...
0: they actually bought an abandoned mall, I think, right? Well, and... it's a
1: real mall. Like half of it, it's a real mall, and then half of it is abandoned. So they took over the abandoned half and okay, and yeah, spruced it all up. But I just love the colors. And you know, we, we were talking all through season one and season two about how everybody was dressed in like brown and right and blue and this and season orange so and stuff. bright, but it's not like blue and red and yellow and bing and the hair is different and the bangly jewelry and all that kind of stuff. So
0: I think that part of that is what makes me think of season three as a more fun season, is the colors. I honestly do like in my head, I just connect it with being like bright oh, and yeah. fun. I mean,
1: the fashion and the and the music that they mm-hmm. I mean, they go to town on the music you know especially yeah. this episode and then all the movie references because they spend a lot of time in the mall and at the movies and stuff like that so and you know it provides us with the opening music of our very own podcast so the right you know, the, the Starcourt Mall theme and then yep. we get then we get Steve with the
0: ahoy ladies
1: ahoy ladies you know so oh, I love
0: Steve and we are finally introduced to. She quickly skyrocketed to one of my favorite characters in the entire series, Robin Buckley.
1: She may be my favorite character. I, I am madly in love with Robin. Yes. I, I love her to death.
0: Like she is just in her and Steve's relationship. It's just so they are the perfect pair because they just balance off of each other. So well, Yeah, she's so smart. He's so ditzy and. I, I love it. They, they could not have. And, and Maya Hawk nails it. I
1: love her. And I love the outfits that they're in.
0: Oh, I know. And it's just the knee socks and the and just the whole sailor and, and
1: and all the problem that that Steve has with the wearing the hat and he's like, oh, screw it. <laughs> do you like remember? Policy.
0: Do you remember one of the first promos for season three was showing? It was Steve and Robin in a
1: commercial for scoops ahoy well i, I remember was it was at the same one that it was like a because they, they advertised the mall there's a new mall opening in town oh yeah
0: that. and at the end of it Steve and robin yeah. are, like called yeah. out the scoops of ice yeah, yes. yeah
1: yeah yeah i should yeah. I'll, I'll, i should post a link to that i'll make a note we'll, we'll put a link of that that up there because that, yeah. was, that was really fun because yeah it was, a, it was a commercial for the new mall opening it wasn't anything really to do a stranger thing so that was that yeah was neat,
0: it definitely piqued everyone's interest though because i was like yeah an 80s show set in a mall with monsters. It's like my dream come true.
1: <laughs> no. After a season when they were at an arcade. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and yeah. I love, I almost saved this from one of my little things, but I love how when the lights go out, Steve starts flick, 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 flicking flick, flick the switches, like yeah. Dustin was at the gate. Yes. <laughs> Let me try. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just love like that. And like the scientist in the first episode trying to get the elevator to open, like, <laughs> <laughs>
0: I just love the relationship Steve has with all the kids now, you know, they, they, they've almost got the upper hand on him. (laughs) They're like the look Mike gives him when he, he like tilts his his head to the side and hits the bell one more time.
1: (laughs) Yep. Yeah. It's just really good. Yeah. It's great. All right. So let's, let's, so let's get into the kind of the meat of the, the, the horror i guess of the episode with the rats and everything like that so what's your take on what is going on is this the mind flare doing something is this whatever came out of will because it i mean it basically just kind of you know i don't know thin air in the middle of the floor right it's like little little yeah like, like, like raind- I, raindrops you know Oh, see of. i thought
0: that was just the dirt on the floor or whatever it is yeah, it's
1: like drops of water or dirt or whatever it is well i just
0: thought it was the floor vibrating and that was causing that stuff i don't understand why the rats have anything to like why does he need the rats
1: first the mind player yeah see and and this is this is my problem i mean this is kind of you know we we said at the end of season two i mean i would have gladly traded the lost sister episode for some kind of backstory or history or, or mm-hmm. explanation of what the mind flare is and where it yeah, came from and how it works and, and what it does, because I mean, it goes through a whole bunch of stuff this season and nothing's really explained. It just kind of mm-hmm. happens. And we just kind of, yeah. we just kind of go so with it. I,
0: I don't understand what the gate has to do because I thought I'll close the gate. And then I don't understand if the mind flare was still like hovering above Hawkins, it looks completely different. It doesn't even have a shape now.
1: Like, it, it, could it not possess someone? Like it possessed Will? Right. So that's what I'm wondering. Is it? Is this like the same mind flare? Is this like a a little, you know? I mean, they refer. Is it? Is it what came out of Will? I mean, they refer to
0: it as the mind flare, so I'm oh, assuming yeah, it's the away, same. So yeah. It's the same thing. I, I don't yeah. know. I was a little shocked that and you and I had this conversation. I thought that season two's monster was the shadow monster. And then season three was the mind flayer. So in my head, I was thinking, oh, season is a different monster than season three. Before we this was back before we started rewatching. Right. Everything.
1: Yeah. So season one is like the one demogorgon and then yes, season, season two's two is kind of the, the shadow, monster, shadow and monster. And then season. Yeah. So but it's not.
0: And no. then now we're yeah, and then how
1: do the how do the demogorgons i mean are they just like minions and and like the mind flayer grew or something i
0: assume that the demogorgon is a lesser type of monster from the upside down but like it has to have some connection to the mind flayer because it snatched will and eventually we're going to learn why will was taken like there's some connection with will to the upside down
1: yeah no, I mean, I'd love. I got, Lord knows, if anybody has theories, let us know because we've been through every <laughs> Reddit board and every you know, yeah. you know, recap and everything like that, and nobody really seems to know. And the buffers nope. haven't really said anything. I mean, we're kind of we're kind of flying without a parachute too, because Beyond Stranger Things just tackled season two, and the then that, the the world turned upside down. Book stopped at season two, so we're kind of you know, we're kind of on just, our own this season.
0: Yeah, we're basically you know, coming up with our own theories and figuring things out on our own. And who's to say that we're correct. It could all be wrong.
1: Yeah. And then the rats start exploding. So what's, you know, that's what I'm
0: saying. I don't know what the rats are for. Why did the rats have to die?
1: And not to mention whatever happened at the lab. And I'm, I'm sure.
0: (gasps) That reminds Mm -hmm. me though, folks, we do have an answer about what happened to that organ in the fridge. Oh, right. (laughs) So the Stranger Things Comics, it's put up by Dark Dark Horse Comics, same people that do the Umbrella Academy, they are putting out a Christmas issue. And Dustin and Steve are in the car and they bring up the Demogorgon in Joyce's fridge. And Dustin says something like, It was a new species. I was trying, it was for scientific, you know, purposes. And he said, "How was I supposed to know it turned in? It was going to turn into you know gray sludge overnight." So, <laughs> I'm assuming when L closed the gate and all the Demogorgons died, the Demog- the dead Demogorgon that was in the fridge or the freezer just turned to slush. So, there is no hope for the Demogorgon to come back.
1: That Demodog turn, turns, to come into, back to turns life. into gray goo. So yes. So Dustin comes home. Nobody is excited to see the kid. Well, first though, he's got his turtle. Is this still Yurtle? Yes, do we think. Or did he get a new turtle?
0: No, because we've talked about this. It's definitely Yurtle.
1: Well, I'm just wondering because he doesn't call him Yurtle. What's he calling? He just says, "You're here. You're happy to see me, buddy," or whatever. Yeah, yeah
0: it's Yurtle. Definitely Yurtle.
1: Okay, I'm, I'm happy to believe it's Yurtle. I just didn't know if we were going with
0: that. We're 100 so. going with it. I can't handle okay. any more of Dustin's pets dying.
1: Yeah okay <laughs> and and i love that the weapon of choice that he uses is the fair yeah, that was great but that was a that was a that was a neat little prank that they played on too i like that so yes so you want to you want to talk about joyce and hopper and their little kind of heart to heart about l and i just yeah. i mean hopper's just such a puppy dog he's just he's so great i love him and he's and, such a i mean he's softened so much you know from yes yeah, and he, i think
0: it's having a daughter
1: yeah true i mean i think that plays a lot and i think you know having feelings for joyce too kind of you know softens him a little bit oh too, yeah
0: so. and he just the way he looks at her and he oh i just i i i guess she's still hung up on
1: bob which I get. Well, yeah, I was thinking that, but it has been eight months, too. I mean, it's been eight months.
0: And she didn't seem that into Bob when they were dating. I didn't
1: think no, no especially when thought he when he, he came seen... over with the puzzles. When she came when he came with the puzzles and she was just trying to get rid of him really quickly. And you know, well, she, he
0: just always seemed to be the one that was more into her than oh, she totally. was into him.
1: Absolutely.
0: So and I have a feeling that Hopper and Joyce have a past. And david harbour has even said that he thinks the characters dated at some
1: point like he thinks that these two yeah i mean t- i mean they i mean they talked about hanging out and there was yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking cigarettes because the teacher had just had retired you know the, um, yeah, they um were outside the, the, dance, end. The, the snowball mm-hmm. yeah so
0: so it's kind of weird that she acts like she has any interest in him
1: yeah and i'm like, like hello well yeah it, see, yeah and i just didn't know if she was she wasn't playing hard to get but i think she was maybe you know kind of unsure of what her feelings were for him or if she you know just because mm. of you know everything that's been crazy that's been going on and i mean good lord that woman has been through a lot you know so. yes
0: but you would think that she would bond with someone that understands it
1: and that's true too yeah so
0: they're sitting on you know she's helping him write the letter yeah and he puts his hand on hers and asks, says, "What do you think yeah, about dinner?" and asks,
1: and, yeah, and Ast- to go to dinner yeah. with her, and, and, and she, she says she had plans.
0: And she goes home and she heats up a microwave dinner, or she heats up her dinner in the microwave and watches, watches Cheers, cheers. And thinks about yeah.
1: Bob. Yeah, that was her plans. Yeah, so she lied that she had plans because she could really not right. have plans. So yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So I don't know, but man, Joy, I will say that Joyce looks a thousand times better this season.
1: Yes. So they actually, um, Sean Aston flew in for the day uh, to film that little, just that quick shot of them on the couch together. Um, that, that's huh. not recycled. They, he actually came back.
0: I knew it wasn't recycled, but I was like, maybe it was a piece of footage that, that didn't make it in. And they yeah. were like, we'll just use this.
1: Yeah. No, they actually, he flew in for the day and, and filmed that and then popped right back out again. So, so that was kind of neat. I'm sure it was fun for him to get back on the set. So that was kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I think he and I Winona Ryder are actually pretty close friends in oh, real sure. life. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you want to get into the whole Billy Karen thing? Yeah.
0: <laughs> First of all, I will never, I understand he's probably what, he's probably 18 in this.
1: Don't yeah, you think? 18, 19, 18, 19, somewhere in there. Yeah. He's
0: still a teenager, right? Yeah. I would say Karen is about my age.
1: Well, she has like, a teenager. Yeah. So I think she's, she's about my age and I, mean, if I we're I, assuming that Billy and Nancy are pretty close in age, I mean, right? Kind of, yeah.
0: And I never understand. And I mean, I mean, it goes either way with, with males or females, but like when grown women have some sort of tryst with a teenage boy, it makes me want, to. there is nothing. I'm sorry if you're a teenage boy listening to this, but there is nothing attractive <laughs> about you. I I feel like you're, I feel like you sweat a lot. I feel like you're always sticky. I don't know why. There is absolutely nothing attractive about a teenage boy
1: for a grown adult woman. So, so so you're not a fan of Mary Kay Letourneau or.
0: (laughs) No, it's all so gross to me. Like it is just, I mean, and I say it in the sense of like, I think it's gross when an, when an old man is like hitting on like a teenage girl, that's gross too. But she is just.
1: Putting out the vibes when she's at the pool, the way all all of the women—they go right (laughs) down the line, and they're all like, you know, pushing their boobs up and and sitting up straight. And I mean, good. And Colin,
0: I go to I go to a like neighborhood pool in the summer. All the lifeguards are teenage boys. Never in a million years do I like hitch up my boobs to to like show them off when when one of the lifeguards is walking by. I'm like, gross. Like, yeah. don't look at
1: me. I don't, I'm not looking at you. Don't look at me. It, no, it's weird. It, in all fairness, though, he does know the breast stroke. Oh, so. my gosh. And,
0: <laughs> and, and I was going to include this in my little things, but I can't, I can't not talk about it now. When he pops that gum in his mouth mm-hmm. and he's doing, he does this, like, move with his jaw. Mm-hmm. And, like, Darren Montgomery is a, is a very attractive man and he's mm-hmm. I, I feel okay saying that because he's in his 20s okay. it doesn't feel as weird are you pushing not your boobs like up any and- <laughs> not like anything would happen but i'm like yeah he's like i don't even think teenage boys are cute uh, but like daker Montgomery, he's he's an attractive kid and just how he just the, well, he, he did the
1: same thing when he when uh, when he had the cookie with uh karen back oh in, yeah in episode when he nine, bites that cookie he hits he the cookie he does he,
0: he does something with his jaw it's the way he moves his jaw and i i let's get dacre montgomery on the show i gotta talk to him about this I I
1: he's he's got like he's got this great ability as an actor to i mean and it's very similar to what will did when he was kind of possessed with the with the shadow monster he can just like Change personalities like on a dime. Mm Because remember when he walked in the house, or when actually when she opened the door after coming out of the bathtub at the end of last season, and he's just like smooth talking, charmer dude. And as soon as he walks out, yeah, and he gets in the car and he drives off and he's like, you Mm -hmm. know, it's just oh yeah. He's I mean, and credit Daker for that because he's yeah, he's just he's really good. But that, that breaststroke line, I just, I knew it was coming. Cause he's like, I, I did too. The and and I she's like. was a butterfly.
0: Tucking her head towards him. Like they are, it is a very close, like talking conversation. Yeah. They are not, it's weird. Yeah. And like, I'm like, do you not realize that other moms at the pool can see this?
1: Because. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was. And then she-, she, then at the end, when she's like doing all her makeup, and everything, she takes her rings off.
0: Right. Like he, he knows you're married. He doesn't care. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, unless she's hiding it from like the Motel 6 employee out on Cornwallis. I don't, I yeah, don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Motel, yeah. six.
1: Like, that's like... <laughs> yeah. the Motel 6. It just seems so trashy Cornwallis. to me. It just seems it, so it,
0: trashy. Yeah.
1: yeah. But uh, uh, And then he gets sucked in uh, at the end of the episode. So we'll, we'll talk much more about Billy in, in coming weeks. But um, uh, let's see if there's anything. Oh, I do want to touch on Lucas as a boyfriend uh, <laughs> in this episode. So he points out Max's new zit, which, uh-huh. was, yes. which was great. Then he drinks all the water and, and sp- it's not worried about enough spits it back into the <laughs> canteen <laughs> and offers it to her offers it yes. to her. And then when they're talking on the top of the Hill and Dustin says, you know, Susie is super smart and hotter than Phoebe Cates. And Lucas says, well, no girl is that perfect right next to his girlfriend right which is so
0: which but it proves that that max has a good sense of humor because she is just like taking him for a ride like with it It it's like what do you mean what do you mean she's like i'm just kidding i don't care (laughs)
1: so so if we're doing the lucas boyfriend meter he's way down this week
0: yeah (laughs) he's gonna stay pretty far down for a long he's not a great boyfriend but they do seem to really like each other i feel like
1: I do too. I think I think there's a it's a good relationship, and they have good chemistry together too, which mm-hmm. is good. So yeah. Okay, is that it for talking? Then we'll kind of go into our various segments and stuff. And... Yeah, yeah. What do you want to
0: do? Do you want to your column moment? Well, or I think
1: do... I think we could do a dual Colin moment, right? Because I'm I'm pretty sure yeah. <laughs> you and I are both on the same page on this one.
0: Yes, but I have
1: something very specific when I think about the all, It's horrifying. Okay, here's let's let's do the Colin moment, which is also a Colin Whitney moment. All right, so hit me hit me with your mall story. Okay, so there is a, you
0: know, the scene at the very beginning when the kids are running down the escalators, like yes, there's two escalators coming down. Yep, there's two escalators. Uh, That's probably the up escalators are on the other side. When I was five years old, I was in a McAlpin's, and there was an escalator. I was standing with my brother in. The jewelry section. I don't know why, but the escalator was going up. All of a sudden, there's this kid at the bottom of the escalator, and he's, whole, and he's holding the rubber hand, like the mm-hmm. handle of yep. the, and he's like tr- he's like like riding his hand down, like holding yep. it, and then like and then it got too close to where it sucks in. Oh god! Pulls his hand. He's he's a kid. He's like my age. I'm five years old. Watching this, my eyeballs mm-hmm. are about to pop out of my head. He pulls his hand in. He starts screaming hysterically. I think his hand is just getting shredded, like with all yeah. these gears and stuff. More yeah. likely, it was probably just like rug burn, like all that sure. rubber, like yeah. pulling on top. Of- his mom is at the top of the stairs, and I will never forget because she's wearing like this long skirt, and she had like three bags. And he starts screaming bloody murder. The mom starts screaming and tries to get you- falls down the escalator. <laughs> oh no. It was, like, the most horrific thing I have ever witnessed as a child. I thought that kid's hand
1: was getting, like, mangled. Yeah, like, then, torn off his body. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then we had to leave, so. I was just going to say, I remember going to see the movies and going to Original Cookie Company, <laughs> and I loved Hot Dog on a Stick.
0: Also, also good <laughs> memories of the mall. I mean, we had all those things. We had a Great American Cookie Company.
1: I do remember oh god I'm almost ashamed to this is just such a <laughs> such a goofball story so me and two of my friends I remember I don't remember why I remember this so vividly but we were at the mall it was just the three of us and we are just I mean we had no reason to be there we we're just I got at the mm-hmm. mall and we were sitting on the benches kind of near the food court and we're just sitting there and one of us turned to the other two of us and said alright guys want to bust a move <laughs> we're like we're like Yeah, let's bust a move, and we get up and we walk away. And we just, it was just, I thought <laughs> like, you were gonna say there was like music, nope. you, like dance. Nope, <laughs> we're just sitting there, we're like, going well, bust a move, yeah, let's bust a move, and we right. just get up and walk away. And yeah, like, what on earth are we doing? I don't know, it was know. just, it was we just didn't... so silly.
0: I remember it was, thinking... it was, it was
1: when bust a move, and you know, oh, yeah, bust a move, but you know, still, it was just like, oh my lord, who were we? <laughs>
0: remember thinking that like there were fancy malls and regular malls like our mall I did not think was a fancy mall because it did not have an escalator outside of Dillard's everything was on Mm -hmm. one story
1: yeah I remember we had we had three malls we had I grew up in um, in Hampton Roads Virginia so Williamsburg and Norfolk and Virginia Beach in that area Mm -hmm. so we had uh, the Newmarket North Mall and the Coliseum Mall which were both on the same road but about probably about five miles away from each other and the coliseum mall was always just kind of a little bit nicer and the new market mall was kind of like a little bit darker Mm -hmm. and kind of dingier and then when i was in god i want to say junior high maybe high school right before high school uh we had a new mall open like 20 minutes from my house the patrick henry mall which was also very nice but they're all um actually that was a single story mall but then um I remember when I was older, I went to Rhode Island and they had like malls.
0: Right? There was a fancy mall.
1: Yeah, like three, four floors. And oh, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, I had never seen a mall. Like
0: right. That All like, of our,
1: we had, just
0: so insane to think about now. I live in Lexington and I have my entire life. We had three malls, three shopping malls. We mm. only have one. We have one now.
1: And, yeah, I don't think I was gonna actually go to look it up I don't know I know one mall closed uh the Newmarket North Mall is not a mall that closed when I was back when I was living mm-hmm. there I don't know about the other ones
0: yeah two of our one of ours is now a it's medical offices and then the other one
1: is a church Coliseum Mall closed in 2007 Patrick Henry Mall is still a mall so of the three only one is one is still out there yeah, yeah. it's a real shame we have a mall up here in Vermont which is You know, it's kind of half a mall, but you know, it's, it's. it's
0: Oh no, we still have a full blown mall. Like we have a food court
1: and. I mean, yeah, we have, we have one, but the food court kind of has like three things in it and stuff. Oh no, it's a real mall. mall. But I was actually thinking this year with all the mess that's going on with shipping and everything, I might actually, actually go to a mall and do Christmas shopping.
0: I actually go to the mall. I go, I still go to the mall quite regularly. I just like being able to try stuff on.
1: We're going to, we could talk about malls all night. Yes. Yeah. That's malls. Okay, so no real locations this week, though. I do love the sound of it. So let's just play. Where in the world is? Uh, so, yeah, there weren't really any locations. The Brimborne Steelworks. I was, I was kind of convinced that the Duffers had grabbed that name from somewhere, but I Googled Brimborne, you know, eight ways to Sunday. I couldn't find anything. And then also uh, Dustin's Camp, uh, Camp Nowhere, K N O W Where. And of course, if you Google search that, it's like, get your Camp Nowhere t shirt, get your Camp Nowhere hat, get your Camp Nowhere t shirt. Oh, get yeah. Nowhere hat. Uh, but yeah, then there's the Camp wear, uh, the 1994 movie with uh, Christopher Lloyd. So I don't know if they kind of pulled mm-hmm. from that. But so there's nothing really to quiz you on, but there were those two, um, two locations.
0: I didn't do your homework this week because I wasn't sure we were doing it, but I have another question for you. Okay. Do you want to go to the movies? We should be at the mall or like watching a movie or something. So this new segment, Colin and I decided we were going to try to figure out as many movie references in each episode that we could.
1: And <laughs> do you want to make a game out of it and go back and forth until one of us can't think of one? <laughs> <laughs> you would win.
0: But uh, we well actually, we need you to decide. Colin and I are arguing about one. He says it's one thing and I say it's another, but.
1: I know I'm right. I know you're right, too, but I like mine. <laughs> okay, so let's start with uh, we got Star Wars with the guy holding um, the general holding the Russian guy up like yeah, Darth Vader yeah. did in Star Wars. Then we have the two keys uh, being used to kind of get the thing going. War which games. Came right out of war games. Um, and I'll actually post a link to that scene because that's such a great scene. And it it's kind of a like a, it's like a prologue all by itself because you never really think of it when you think about war games. You just think of Matthew broderick and Ali Sheedy, and you know, how about a nice game of chess? <laughs> but I'll I'll post a link to that scene because it's really great. Then you got uh, Close Encounters with the toys coming to life, like um little Barry, the little kid in Close Encounters with all his toys came to life. And there's actually a lot of the same I toys, actually... like, like a, a tank and a fire truck and that kind of stuff.
0: Uh-huh. A robot. I've actually never seen close encounters.
1: You should you should remedy that immediately.
0: I know. It's I, really I,
1: good. It's isn't it, you it know, really
0: long though?
1: Two hours and fifteen minutes.
0: Is it sad? But it's it's
1: very good. It's very good. No, uh, but the, it's you know, even for like a 1977 movie, the effects are really good. Richard Dreyfuss is great. Terry Gars. Does in the it. kid just, ever
0: come back? Do they get him back?
1: I'm, I'm not. Just watch the movie. Oh, God.
0: I hate people that don't that are like get all pissy about spoilers. If I like spoilers, I like spoilers.
1: The dog doesn't die. How about that? Okay. Now you can watch it. <laughs> so oh uh billy when he tells the kid to stop running calls the kid lard ass which was right out of stand by me
0: imagine if that happened today at a pool oh my god <laughs> like i mean they would they would shut the pool down A kid oh, do the lifeguard would yeah. be fired everyone <laughs> would have to leave terrible <laughs> uh
1: of course it would be all all on video somebody yeah. would post a tiktok of it and, yeah. yes Oh yeah, the Gremlins uh, hammer—the automatic hammer that uh, Dustin makes. Yes, it's like um, what
0: Mister Pelter brings home,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, that he invented in Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they go see Day of the Dead, and then as they're seeing Day of the Dead, the Back to the Future poster is right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, well, I'll let you. I'll let you have your.
0: <laughs> it is a direct reference when Jonathan and Nancy are getting ready. They're late for work, and Jonathan is putting on his pants, and he tries to put one leg in and he tries to put the other one in and he trips and falls and it is identical to the way barney mcfly trips and falls when he's running late and it is a direct reference to back the future but my co-host here thinks it might be a reference to big and it is not
1: i'm just saying the same thing happened in big i don't necessarily think it was maybe a reference but did they play
0: did they play a huey lewis in the new song next in big because they did in Back to the Future and in Stranger Things.
1: Oh, go away. <laughs> and then, well, perhaps the most obvious and I think the best movie reference on the whole thing is Billy um, coming out of the guard shack to the cars moving in stereo, which is the song that is playing when Phoebe Cates gets out of the pool in, in her in her red bikini in Fast Times at Richmond High. So which
0: I is mean, funny because heather is walking past it was right. just like a role reversal thing yeah right? it's just know a, I mean? yeah a
1: gender switched fast times yeah, yeah. exactly yeah. and fortunately billy didn't take his shorts off so that was, that was yeah good.
0: thank goodness yeah for that
1: so i think that's that's what i got for movies i don't know if there's anything else nope not this week i think you covered them all all right a couple little things wait did, did you see something yeah. what, what did what did you see i liked how Elle's mask from when she was with Callie was hanging up on the wall um, when they kind of panned across her room, her little baby mask was there. Um, And then I also liked how the only picture that she had of Mike was the really bad picture that (laughs) took the Ghostbusters costume at Halloween. It's a terrible (laughs) picture, which I thought was funny. Yeah. Uh, And then the last thing was, we also talked about it in at the end of season two, Karen's book, uh again yep. is a joanna Lindsay book and again this one is it's tender is the storm which came out in june of 1985 which is why she's reading it now uh and again they doctored the cover to make it look like billy i looked. Was, I yeah. paid attention this time yeah so I'll, I'll post a link to um what the actual cover is so, but uh so those are my little things but let's take a deep breath and talk about some music all right let's do it Oh, good Lord. Should I just blow through these really quickly? Or do you want to have like
0: discussions? No, it's already, we're already almost um, an hour
1: in. <laughs> so Never Surrender by Corey Hart it came out in June of
0: 1985.
1: Not it but it wasn't really that popular yet. It really didn't get start getting popular until August, but it does, it, it was out. So it was, it does count. We're
0: not going to count it against
1: them reach number three and that was when Ella and Mike were attempting to kiss uh, then we at the pool with Rock This Town by the Stray Cats rock this town, rock it out. came out in January of 1981 reached number nine uh, we already mentioned Moving in Stereo by the Cars Came out in June of 1978, was never released as a single, uh, but was featured in Fast Times, but was not on the Fast Times soundtrack. Interesting. Oh, that's fact. weird. Yeah, it's like one of the biggest songs in, in yeah. Fast Times, but it wasn't. An- oh,
0: no, I always think of that other one. She's gotta be somebody's baby. Oh, no, that's true.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Working for a Living by Huey Lewis, which you already mentioned because mm-hmm. you're always right about movie references uh-huh. involving Back to the Future. Working for a came out in august of 82 only reached number 41 on the charts
0: he had a lot going on there was a lot of other music for him i feel That's like true. that year
1: then i did want to mention the the one the kind of the oldie song when hopper and joyce were talking in the drugstore and he's kind of getting all puppy dog eyed so uh, she's got you by patsy cline i've got the
0: records she's got
1: you i love patsy cline came out in January of 1962 and went to number 14. Then we had Hot-Blooded by Foreigner. This is when Karen was swimming. Came out in June of 1978 and went to number three for Foreigner. And then two more, Can't Fight This Feeling by Aria Speedwagon. And then the last one is in parentheses, I just died in your arms by cutting crew.
0: (laughs) I think it's funny that they always put it, they like have the official titles in parentheses.
1: Yeah. I just, yeah. Died in your arms. Whisper it. But this one came out in when do you think? 88. 87, January of
0: 87.
1: Oh, so close. Yeah. Spent two weeks at number one in May of 1987. So we're two years early before to, to get cutting crew going on on the old stranger things.
0: Was that when she was getting ready?
1: When Karen was putting on her makeup and getting ready to go meet Billy. Yep.
0: Yeah. Why would they do that? I don't know. I don't know either.
1: All okay. Right. Superlatives.
0: Okay. Ooh. MVP.
1: Uh, David Harbour.
0: I like it. I, I think it's so funny. You will almost always pick actors and I almost always pick characters.
1: That's true. Yeah, no, I thought I just thought his performance was great uh, just because it was a, kind of a transformation for him. He wasn't kind of a tough guy. He wasn't mm-hmm. wielding a gun. He wasn't trying to save anybody. He wasn't down in tunnels. He wasn't, you know, had his dad bod. Yeah. 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 I love it, um, though. I didn't. You know, I remember <laughs> I was going to bring this up earlier when he met Owens at the hideaway at the end of last season. He said. He was going to keep Elle away for a year, hidden away. He, he thought, you know, Owens thought he should keep Elle hidden away for a year, but she could have one night and go to the snowball. It's only mm-hmm. been eight months and she's like crazy and out and going to the mall. So I guess. No, that no,
0: last. she's not supposed to be. She's they sneak her out.
1: I know, but she's like still out. I, I don't have a f- the, the idea that she's like trapped in a room somewhere.
0: Oh, no. I just know that I think he lets her go and see Mike and her friends, but I don't think she's supposed to. Because when she gets out, she says there's too many people.
1: Yeah, but I mean, he wasn't even letting her out of the cabin before. So I don't know. Just saying.
0: They didn't even know she was back. No. They (laughs) had no idea that she came from the upside down.
1: And he also said he he was on a diet. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) None of this matters. (laughs) Uh, My MVP, I actually went with Dustin. Because he's the one that if it wasn't for him, they would never learn about the Russians and Hawkins. That's true. Yes. Yeah, he's the one that waited. Everybody ditched him after yep. he'd been away at camp. Which, where, when did he go to camp? Like, how long was this camp?
1: Well, that's what I was wondering too. Because he said he's been gone a month, and it's only the end of June. So, when did he get out of school to go to camp?
0: Right. I don't know. I mean, we get out
1: of school. It's like middle of June.
0: We now it's in the south. We get out early. We get out May. May. Okay.
1: Well, I guess that works. That if he just went. Right Maybe then. I don't know. It's yeah. it's
0: into May though. So I don't know. Yeah. Anyways.
1: Yeah. So okay best line
0: oh my gosh this might be my favorite line i say it all the time it might be my favorite line in the whole series is when hopper gets in the car and he says
1: nothing there's nothing wrong with nana <laughs> that's my a good favorite line. Line. <laughs> going on my ro- uh, my uh, love affair with robin i just love the bit when the kids show up and she tells steve hey
0: dingus your children are here yeah, I do. I love that was a good one too.
1: Most spirited. Uh, The mall, just in general, everything at the mall. Yeah. Was just, I did like that. I, I, justice. I knew we were going to talk about the mall a lot. So I tried to come up with something else and I really liked, I liked all of Melville's really, there was a lot of really cool kind of 80s stuff in there, but I love the price gun
0: that oh, Joyce yeah. was using
1: Yeah, the price sticker thing. Cause I mean, that's, that's how we used to, I remember you would pricing you could kind of bang it on the tops of cans you, you know you would have to get the it would have to have the sticker on it and then the che- the checker at the supermarket would have to type in the amount for each and every item so oh. 256 total 157 total title
0: total. I would like the label job yeah
1: I think yeah. it would be fun so I did I like the price gun okay most stranger thing uh the soldiers turning into goo at the very beginning it was gross. That was gross. I went with the rats turning into goo a little bit later. Oh yeah. So goo, that's the general theme of (laughs) things things turning into goo. Goo. Okay. Oh, before we go, we got a good email a little while ago um, and we wanted to bring it up because it kind of affects our podcast. So we got an email from uh, Ashley and she said, uh, hi, my name is Ashley. And I listen to Scoops Ahoy every Thursday, religiously, never misses an episode. Thank you, Ashley. I thoroughly enjoy the Colin moments, superlatives and the music sections. So do we. Uh, And then she says, I know you still have season three to cover, but what will you do after you finish season three? Obviously, you'll cover season four after it releases. um, But what are your plans between season three and season four? So, Whitney, what are we going to do? Well, Scoops Ahoy fans, let me just say, (laughs) this will be my time
0: to shine because we are actually going to dive into breaking down the teaser trailers, looking at the episode titles, and my mind is filled with theories because if you guys didn't know i write about stranger things for a living so i am constantly looking up stuff and i'm constantly surfing all the reddit boards the subreddits, seeing like what's out there what's going on what people think so we're going to be talking about some of that now we are not going to say anything for sure because we don't know but we are going to speculate a lot
1: well you're going to speculate and i'm just going to pout in the corner
0: yeah colin's going to be real mad because apparently he's I don't know, un-American and doesn't like theories, I guess.
1: I, just, it's just so hard because then you, you sit there, it's like predicting the weather. I'm like, it's gonna rain tomorrow, and then it doesn't, and then you're wrong, and then you feel stupid.
0: Well, you heard it here first. Colin hates weathermen.
1: <laughs> no, I don't know. I mean, because I mean things could go so many. I uh, mean, I I, I do it. like I mean, I'm I'm so fact-based, and you know, I, I love the you know, the episode titles, and we can get into you know who Vecna is, and you know if Billy's coming back and all that kind of stuff, so I mean, there's all kinds of stuff that we can we can chat about It's, it's
0: the thrill of the chase Colin i know
1: i, I think I will, I will i will get into it by the time we get there, but it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna take yeah. all of season three to, to get so, going, so
0: we will probably not have six months worth of of episodes, so we might you know have to cut back to every other week, but we are not going to take a very extended break because. We really only have about six months. By the time we finish season three, we'll have about six months, maybe less.
1: Yeah, we'll probably finish end of January, summer, beginning of February, somewhere in there, I think, depending on, you know, how we're taking breaks for holidays.
0: And they didn't say summer. And technically, in the world of Hollywood, summer is May.
1: Yeah, summer blockbusters
0: so, come out in May. Yeah. So there's a chance we could get it into May. We don't know. Yeah. But yes, so all right, thank you,
1: Ashley. Thanks for your email. We appreciate it. And everybody else wants to email us. Well, that, that's your department, Whitney. So oh, yeah.
0: Uh, if you guys want to email us, you can always do so at scoopshoypod at gmail.com. You can find us on social media, Facebook, and Twitter at scoopshoypod. And if you love this podcast, we would love it if you left us a review specifically on iTunes because they rule all and it helps us get in front of other potential listeners. So that does it for this week. Next week, we will be discussing season three, chapter two called The Mall Rats. And I want to thank everybody for listening and I hope you tune in next time. Thanks guys. Bye.
1: Bye. Stranger Things audio clips and official score are the property of Netflix. Incidental music by Blue Mount Score from Pixabay.